Hello. Oh, my goodness. Welcome to episode five of oh Chris and Sarah. Goodness. I have a question. At what point do you think we're going to stop, stop like counting them? I don't think I ever will. Mm. We have had feedback and I am delighted that we have had feedback. That means people actually listened and then took the time out of their day to actually write to us. Absolutely. Sarah. It is, it is no secret that we uh, record ahead of time. We always want to have episodes in the bank yep. uh, so we can always release them every week. Uh, so this is actually the first time we have had emails from our lovely listeners. Uh, so thoughtful and lovely. My goodness. And smart. and smart. God, I love a smart, smart crowd, us. don't Smarter you? Than us. Absolutely. I love that. So good. Uh, and so I've actually, uh, it's my turn this week, so I've actually picked out a few Great. Um, that I wanted to read out. If you want to get in touch with us, Chris and Sarah, wear the pants at gmail.com. And hi, I hope that you are having a wonderful day or, or indeed night, wherever you're listening from. I just, I'm, I'm trying a bit of a commercial radio I know, thing. I really don't know who you are at the moment, but it's, I'm going with it. Yeah, great. You're very I powerful. It. I love it. Okay. Uh, so, uh, this, uh, this is some general comments. Uh, they do revolve around our first episode, which is the one uh, about division of labor, or as Chris famously called it, Divi Lames. <laughs> uh, one listener wrote in and said they're at home with COVID. Uh, so, I hope you are feeling better, uh, certainly already. Well, it's now like uh, several weeks later, so I certainly hope you are. Uh, this person had uh, three points to make. Uh, first one, uh, uh, read Divi Labes. They said that Western society is uh, set up to not value anything that is free, such as uh, free labour uh, in the home of housework, which is so true. Mm. 100%. So if you've got a stay-at-home mum or a housewife, that's not valued as much as you know the partner who brings in the income. So true. Never. Never uh, has been. This very succinctly, re-skinny, fuck that shit. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Strange, strange Western concept, constructs. We need to need a we need a bit of reprogramming to see beauty and diversity of body shapes, including our own body shapes as we age. Couldn't have said it better myself. Correct. Absolutely. Tick. You can On, stay. Uh, I'm going to say work in progress. I think. I don't think we're there in celebrating diversity in body shapes. Uh, absolutely not. I, I don't even celebrate my own body shape diversity. Your body is beautiful. <laughs> Um, oh, and my favourite bit, uh, this listener sent in a picture of a mandarin cake they made in a blender and they sent a picture in of, a the blender. Cake, of the cake midway through. So it's it's batter in a blender. And I want to know how it turned out. And also, I don't think I've ever had a mandarin cake. No. Is that a thing? No, but also I'm just loving the whole concept of it's a work in progress. Yeah. That cake was a literal work in progress. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, from a person who called themselves our first fan. They don't have a fucked opinion from the 50s, but they're on the hunt. And they said, when they're listening to our huge, hilarious podcast in five years, we can talk about how this fan has been there from the start. That's very kind. And we will. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Finally, uh, from someone who called themselves Anonymous Divi Labes, which I love. I hope, (laughs) whoever you are, I hope that that is now your social media handle because that is hilarious. I think we should also perhaps introduce hashtag Divi Labes in our own Social media lives. Absolutely. I love Divi Labs. Uh, this person says they were tired of propping up a man-child and they've been stoked to dis- discover the fantastic lack of pashrash that arises from a lengthy snogging session with a beautiful woman. Ah. And, and, of course, my definition, uh, their definition of beauty, does not refer to size, shape, stone count, makeup or clothes, but rather is about the magnetic quality of pizzazz and spunk. Pizzazz and spunk. Oh, the magnetic Man. quality of pizzazz and spunk. Sensational. What a phrase. So true. What a phrase. That's the dream review of any of our shows. It absolutely 
absolutely. Like, can you imagine if someone said you have magnetic quality possessed spunk? <laughs> Unbelievably. Spunk, uh, of course, used to refer to other it things. It did. It did. That's true. <laughs> uh, and this listener also uh, goes on to say that some of the things we said reminded them uh, from the article reminded them of occasionally derogatory comments from their parents and that they're so glad that we have podcasts like this to help rewrite the script and how awesome it is to be rejecting the bullshit that they've been indoctrinated to believe. Um, wow. In their okay. mind, they asked us. We had a question. They asked us, what have we been unlearning, oh, Chris Ryan? God. Okay. Uh, I've been unlearning the fact that you, you have control. I have no control. Just generally? Generally. Yep. You know, I mean, I'm yep. the only thing I can ha- hope to try to control is myself and mm. my, my attitude. Even then. Even then, I, mm. I rarely succeed in controlling mm. it. So, right. yeah, stop like trying to, you know, control situations or people because it's just going to make me cross. Fantastic. That's a what great about one. you? What have you been um, unlearning? I've definitely been unlearning that uh, life is not a weight loss journey. Oh, that's a good one. Like I feel like constantly it's we should all be striving to be smaller, leaner, mm. thinner, like this diet, that diet. I'm kind of just like what if we just chose to – how radical that would be just to choose and to love the body that we're in. I think that would be I a bit earnest there for a that, second. But I, well, that is I some radical shit you're coming out with. By it. Right? Mm. Look, I, I feel like th- that is glorious. Thank you mm. very much. And thanks to everyone that wrote yes, to thank us. Yes, thank you so much. There was an odd one we got, which um, – <laughs> There's no way they're listening. I don't know. They did seem to have quite a few references to the pod. Look, you're going to get some haters, team. You're going to get some haters. If you put yourself out there in the universe, you're going to get some feedback. If you ask for feedback, you're going to get some. Some that you don't like. That's fine. And that's fine. And I can't control that. Also, um, Chris, I should point out that we are actually recording this episode of the podcast from the gorgeous Lennox Head in northern New South Wales. If you're not from around here, if you're from we – oh. we have quite a few listeners from the UK and the US. That's insanity to Imagine me. Imagine what you picture Australian coast looks like and that's where we are. Beautiful beach, small sleepy town. We're up here for some gigs um, and we thought it'd be fun to record an episode in um, – how do you describe the room we're in now, Chris? Oh man, the it's almost exposed platinum brick because <laughs> it's, it's not like it's it's not blonde. It's it's white, you know. It's very very light brick, light brick colored, um, sort of beige furnishings. Uh, some really, you know, hotel <laughs> beachside hotel artwork is. They have gotten mm. some starfish skeletons and plastered them on <laughs> hessian. <laughs> And then put it in a photo frame. There's two of them inexplicably side by side because one's not enough, Sarah. There's two, yeah, they're just identical pieces of artwork. I think we should actually take a photo of this room and yeah, oh, absolutely. When let's, let's put it up on the social. Some, some fake plants, but it's a, we're very lucky to be here. It's I a gorgeous adore room. it. We've had a great day. We, we, We've had two swims in Lennox Head. Lennox yeah. Head has a cultural festival going on mm. right now. It's very cool. I don't know what the culture is. It's just like we like market stalls and that. But I think the culture is um, we like taking our dogs out on the street and honestly that's a culture I support so many fair enough about yeah. yeah fair enough and um it's been it's been a joy of a day it's been a we had a killer gig in Lismore with Julia Wilson Kat Davidson um Grace Hogan Fiona Fox, Cox yeah. And us, and man, what a good gig. It was such a good gig. It was so, a crush fest, actually. So you find us listener uh very relaxed. Yeah. Uh and very, probably very, too relaxed. I think it's good. I mean, mm-hmm. you just brought me a lolly before, so that was pretty nice right yeah. before the podcast that you stole from reception. At the I did. I went and annoyed the reception man to give us little sachets of coffee and weird little UHT milks in it. You know, What's UHT stand for? Uh, I don't know. Because I've never heard that. UHT milk. It's yeah. a brand. 
I don't know. No, I'm so, going to tell you. I'm, I'm researching this. Oh, my God. Um, unpasteurized, homogenized something. Oh, that's probably it. It is ultra-high temperature processing. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely not it. It's not yeah, even no, close. So what it is is it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So today um, we're going to – Crack on into an oh, article. Yeah, a normal podcast. Yeah. Um, again, just normal. There's nothing really normal about it. Unhinged. As yeah, it's, it's fairly fairly unhinged. Um, but that's one. Thank you for listening. Uh, I've got. A we few. did get. I just need to go back to the. Oh sure. To the email from the person that mm. um, said that something like it's amazing how people can just display their mental illness. <laughs> And feel happy about it. We couldn't do that in our day or something. So that's I was like, thanks. Thanks. I mean, okay. You know what? They took time to write it, even if it's just – they took time to write it, whatever. Not far off. Yeah. Um, but also I don't know whether it was meant as a criticism or a compliment. And then at the end it was like, I'll be listening in a year's time when you're hopefully better by then or something like that. Yeah. But honestly, if they're still listening at this point, I hope on. you're listening. Good on them. Yeah, good on them. Thanks for that. Thanks um, for existing. <laughs> <laughs> at bumping up our numbers, yeah, really. That's what that's you've it. done there, uh, Chris Ryan. I have an absolute doozy for you today. Go. Um, I think you'll love this one. This one is from uh, the Women's Weekly. Third uh, of May, nineteen forty-seven. Mm-hmm. All of our articles from the National Library, largely. Oh, absolutely. Um, from Trove at the National Library. We had someone else where we get our articles from. Uh, it's a wonderful resource. I encourage you to check it out. Mm. Uh, they've digitized millions and millions and millions of old articles, gazettes, newsletters, photos. Yep. It's very, very cool. Become a member of the National Library. It's absolutely. the best. I used to do my um, university studies there. I used to write a... Can I just say, I've got right into libraries in the mm. past. I know it's not a new thing, but... Uh, my local library, basically, I hear about a book I want to read or whatever, like someone recommends a book, I request the book and then I just get an email when it shows up at that library. I pop up to the library and I pick up the book and I read it and I return it. I love that. Like it's That is so organised, Sarah, and mm-hmm. adult. I really – I like it because no one has the storage space – or capacity for books anymore, I don't think. See, I would love to buy every book that I wanted to read, um, but I don't know if you know this about me, but I read very quickly, um, so I usually finish a book in a night. I'm sorry, I can't be you. <laughs> it, no, it's – I genuinely – I read – I do read really quickly, and so if I buy a book, I'll finish it on a Saturday afternoon, and then it goes on the shelf. Oh. Um, but at the same time, I want to support the author, so I don't know what the right thing to do yeah, is. Yeah, it is a bit of a quandary. Yeah. Isn't it? I anyway, tend to buy books in uh, op shops. Oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the point being, support your local library. They're fantastic. And there's, yeah. lots, there's so much stuff at the library. I, I do my photocopying there when mm. I need to. I do my scanning. There's meeting rooms. Ah, so Your good. local or your national library. Or your national library, indeed. Mm. Absolutely. Um, big fan. And the people at um, the National Library are so helpful as well. Yeah, they were great. Absolutely. Um, okay, so this one is, as I said, from 1947. Uh, the only context I have for this year is obviously post-war and Angry Anderson was born a few months before Wow, this article came out. That- Angry Anderson, of mm. course, the doppelganger of Sean Woodland, yeah. <laughs> comedian Absolutely. from Sydney that I love. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so this article, Chris, is called Smooth Your Personality by Medico. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm Just, listening. There's so much going on here. Okay. You know, doctor said Barbara Parks one day. Even when my skin clears up, I think there will still be something the matter with me. 
Barbara was 16 and I was treating her for acne. What do you say? Why do you say that, Barbara? Is such a discouraged tone too. Oh, I don't mean it's anything you could cure, doctor. It's just that I don't seem to be able to make a good impression on people. I suppose I just haven't any personality. Nonsense. We all have personality. But if you mean your personality isn't as pleasing as you'd like to be, I think I can help you. Oh, really? How? That's our article. Okay. 16. 16. You know when a 16-year-old these days mm. says they don't – they think even if there's it's clear up, uh, they don't have a personality. Do you know mm. what I would say? I'd say what? let's just go through this little depression chart mm. and have a chat. Absolutely. About your mental health. Love. Absolutely. Um, that is so alarming that this child thinks they don't have a personality. Yeah. Oh, well, it gets so much better. And uh, would you believe this um, – I think this is a column. Like, you know how people have um, – a pseudonym the word I'm looking for yeah. like by Medico I think Medico is a column mm. in in the thing so this is sort of so anyway they go on um so uh, a few recommendations on how to get a better personality here uh, and also some context as to why Barbara thinks she has a shit personality <laughs> Um, so our medico, uh, our author goes on to say, uh, personality is not beauty alone or intelligence alone or speech alone. It's something of all three. It's a picture of ourselves we give to other people. I mean, that's kind of true. Yep. Um, and then here's the, here's the core of the problem. Uh, Barbara goes on to say that she applied for a job and she says the girl they gave it to wasn't as experienced or as good looking as her, but this girl got the job over Barbara. So she must've had a better personality. Okay, Barbara, what I love about Barbara mm. is that she's self-reflective. Yeah. She's standing back from situations mm. going, what happened here truly? Mm. Yep, exactly. I, I, that shows a lot of maturity and, and, and to my mind – a gentle nature that is reflective. But and also, I love that she rated herself against this other girl and was like, oh, no, I'm hotter than her. So it kind of <laughs> Go, Barbara. Um, and then our author goes on to say, a pleasing personality is necessary in any job in which you're dealing with people. I mean, that's kind of true. Uh, and then we have the pull quote is, a washed out listless person is seldom attractive or influential in a group. If you have been sick, the effects of your ill health tell on your personality at once. And then there's three key things that I want to pull out from the rest of the article. And these are three uh, personality traits that we don't want. Um, one is that people who seem to enjoy their illnesses and never tire of talking about them, they are the greatest bores of all. Okay, let's stop right there. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the truth, mm-hmm. preach. Mm-hmm. I, I mean... I'm, I'm all about a bit of whinging, but if that is yeah, your entire too. thing. But also, I, I that's probably not fair because people go through all sorts of Look, if you horror. legitimately go through a, a traumatic a medical event, mm. I, I will be there of course. Like, to listen to your mm. – your. quite often though, those people going through those things, they don't – they don't want to talk. They're too exhausted to they talk about it. They just want to talk about anything else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. If you're well enough to bang on about how bad you feel, you, you're probably feeling all right. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, I'll listen to, I'll, I'll like, that's part of, literally part of a friendship, is it not? Mm. Like g- going through stuff with other mm. people. But then if that is a hundred percent of the thing, I imagine that is exhausting. If that becomes a third mm. of your personality, it's yeah. too much. Okay. So I, I don't love this guy's, I assume it's a guy. Yeah, of um, course. Don't love their vibe, mm. but I, that's kind of, kind of true. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not, it's not It's bad. not off. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we've got emotional poise too is important. Uh, if you're one of those thin-skinned people who are forever being offended, people will avoid you. <laughs> if you fly into tempers at the least little thing, the result will be the same. An uncontrollable temper is usually the result of not being taught to control yourself in childhood. That is absolutely me. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Explain. Oh, my God. I reckon I do 
escalate quite quickly. I think we were talking about this earlier today. I don't get offended by stuff, though. Oh, I don't get offended. Yeah. No, not really. Uh, I do have a thin skin, though. Okay. I reckon about me. like Because okay. I reckon I, I have a pretty good go at myself as it is. Mm. Like, I, I'm pretty aware of my flaws mm. and I am quite self-critical. Mm. So when someone else does it, it's mm. like, do you know how much I've already heard of criticism today? Mm. I don't need to hear anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so like if someone, like if you perceive a slight against you, you'll sort I'll of escalate the of- off the charts. Okay. Because it's like a weird defense mechanism. It's like, you know, when someone criticizes your family, like the only one can f- f- mm. criticize my family is me. Absolutely. And if someone else does, I'm like, mm. how dare you? Mm. Even if they're saying the exact thing that I would say. Yeah. Yep. I, d- I don't think that's unreasonable, though. I think, like, defending your family's... Yeah, but I'm talking... That's exactly what I'm like mm. about myself, I think. Yeah. Mm. I just don't I just don't think you have an uncontrollable temper. I don't think I'd be friends with you if you did. Okay, good. I've hidden it well. <laughs> oh, another one. Uh, self-pity. Oh, this is from our author. Self-pity is another trait that will keep you from making friends, so don't look discouraged, Barbara. Take your personality to pieces, find out what is wrong with it, and remake it as you would an old frock. We can all do with a bit of refurbishing now and then, and you'll be much happier with your new personality. Wow. Really? Just intense. refurbish it like an old frock, guys? Yeah, intensely. Yeah, oh, you, you hate yourself? Just pull yourself apart yeah, mentally just, and physically and, uh, and then just pop it back sew, together. I, see, I can't sew or knit. So no, that, that would I be can't. troublesome for me. I used to staple instead of sew. <laughs> <laughs> That's very practical. Mm. Um, I don't know what I think of that. Yeah, I would love to be able to just sit down and go – pull apart the pieces of my personality, take out the bits that are shit and just sew it back together better. Find find out what is wrong with it and remake it as you would an old frock. I mean, there is something to be said about being (laughs) self-aware, I guess. (laughs) If you are – if you become aware – like, for example, myself, I became aware some years ago that I – uh, interrupt people when they talk. Right. Uh, not deliberately, but I clocked myself doing it. I think someone even said something and I was mortified. And so now I'm so aware of it. And mm. I, if I do it, I stop immediately. And mm. I was like, I'm so sorry you're talking. What were you saying? Um, and that for me would be an example of uh, like, oh, I clocked it. And you re-sewed it. You made yeah. the frock better. It's a, hor- a horrible thing to do. Like, not with us, obviously, like with close friends or whatever. We talk mm. over the top of each other. But just in, like, a social setting, it's really rude. Yeah, right, mm. right. I have been alerted to the idea that I don't concentrate very often by you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. I don't. Um, I lose focus. Sorry, there's a screaming child. The, the, the screaming child is the least of – the giggling child outside is the least of our noise worries in this pod so far. There's been – like a really loud motorbike and then oh, a plane. Oh. Yeah, never mind. No, it's all part of it. it. Um, Isn't that funny? So. Also, I just want to – I didn't accuse you of not concentrating. No, 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 but it's true I don't. Mm. Um, I lose focus sometimes. Uh, what was I going to – oh, our kids used to say like too much mm-hmm. and my ex put together a, a – I think a like jar mm-hmm. or, or something, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, and I do it too. Mm-hmm. When you become aware of things like that, mm-hmm. your brain just changes a bit, I reckon. I have a, a controversial opinion about what? that. I think leave them alone. Oh. Like, I feel like, look, look, look at how many times I'm saying like, I think 
language evolves and if teenagers say like as part of their everyday conversations, let them. Mm. I think when you start people – like it's like when people – and this is not obviously the same thing, but when people publicly correct other people's pronunciation, I find that Mm. so rude. I'm like we all understood what they said. Yeah. Uh, we can move the conversation on. Like, I don't know. I can't think of a word that's re- frequently mispronounced. But it's like, you know you know what that person means. Mm. You move on. You don't need to stop and embarrass them. Um, you know, if it's so important, you pull them aside and, and be like, oh, by the way, it's just pronounce this or whatever. Yeah. I, but I'm just like, it says everything about the person doing the correcting and nothing about the person. Typos. Talking. Do you correct typos? Like other people's in uh, messaging? Not unless I was explicit. Not Unless I'm editing a document for mm. someone, I won't. I did. Like you yeah. can understand what someone of is saying you can. most of the time of course without stepping in to be like, oh, that was actually incorrect. Incorrect according to whom? Like, Well, I mean, grammar. Yeah, but like – But what, also who cares? Exactly. Like are you a teacher? Are we yeah. paying you to be a teacher right now? No, yeah. So I just – yeah, I don't know. I just think when you have those people who say, oh, it's not whom, it's who or whatever. It's just like you. if you understand – if the meaning is conveyed, it's like people who speak English as a second language. Like yeah. occasionally words are sort of around – who cares? Like, I know. You know? English I, is a horrendous language to learn. Anyone is. who speaks it uh, as a second language, I'm like, that's oh, of course but, more than I could. But I'm talking do. about people with English as a first language. Yeah. Like I make so many typos in my texts mm. because I type too fast mm. on my little thumbs um, on the phone. Mm-hmm. I'm just incapable of getting it right, and mm-hmm. I'm and I don't care enough. I think actually a lot of things can come down to we don't care anymore. So you know. It used to be very important to get your grammar right mm-hmm. and people would write in a way that took time and mm. they edited and they, they made things perfect before they sent them. But also people used to handwrite everything. Yeah. So it was more like uh, permanent. Yeah. Uh, occasionally you'll send me a message that I don't understand I just send a question mark. I know. <laughs> I do. I get no, too excited. I, no, I, I don't think it's a problem. Mm. Like I, 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 I see what you mean though about people who correct people. I just think it's an ugly characteristic. Language, language evolves. I mm. used to say like all the time. Like I'm pretty sure when the like thing came in was when I was like in, I don't know, late primary school and people would pay you out for it. And it's just like, it's just how we all talk at school and you want to fit in with your friends. Yeah. So you talk like your friends and then everyone starts talking about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I feel like as long as it's not um, offensive or problematic, let it, let it happen, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's just preference. I feel like I got really like on my soapbox. Yeah, that's um, fair enough I too. I apologise to everyone listening. <laughs> that's okay. I didn't mean any of it. Yeah, poor um, – what's her name? Barbara. Oh, Barbara. Oh, sorry, the final sentence. Yes. This is the thing. Um, this is the real – really brings it home here. You will outgrow your pimples, but your personality blemishes will be with you for all your life unless, unless you correct them now. Oh, wow. At 16. At 16. I fundamentally disagree with that because I think uh, your personality is constantly evolving. Based Interesting. On where you are, who your friends are with, what's happening in your life. I don't know. I, I don't know that I necessarily agree with you. Right. I, so I you f- think if you don't fix your personality at sixteen, you're stuck with it for the rest of your oh, life? Oh no, I don't know about fixing it. Mm. I, I just think you are who you are by the age of seven. Really. Um, Interesting. I mean, it's been that's a theory. That's not my theory. That's been around mm. many. Do your own research, guys. Yeah, guys, we're not here to give you footnotes, but <laughs> um, I, I do think. Sometimes it's it's hard to change who you are fundamentally. Mm. Yeah, you might have surface level things that change. Mm. Like you might be more outgoing if you're with a certain group of people or if you've changed jobs or whatever mm. or you find self-esteem through this, that or the other. But I think fundamentally, you know, what, you're extroverted, you're introverted, you're um, 
you know, you have a preference for, I don't know, being at home or going out. You, you prefer sports or arts or I don't know. There's just some things that are just set. Okay. No? I don't agree with that at all. Not at all? You've changed yeah. heaps, you reckon? Oh, my God, yeah. I was a massive – I didn't talk for the first few years of my life. I was a massive introvert until I was – um until I went to a school that I felt happy and comfortable at. Wow. You know. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Like until I met friends who were like me and then I was – I would never yeah. have picked that in a million billion years. Yeah. No, I um, – in primary school, I was a little mouse. Really? Yeah. I didn't have that many friends. Like, Oh, my God. Yeah. You have a million billion friends now. Yeah, I love my friends. But like the point being, if I was like I was now when I was seven – like, we wouldn't know each other. I wouldn't be doing comedy. Oh, I'd be like, wow. I don't know. Working really? Not, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, okay. It's there's different also, for everyone. There's also the argument to be made that, that I was always like that, but I just needed the environment. Mm. Well, it's nature versus nurture, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, look at us being without psychology degrees, not. Um. <laughs> yeah, we have no, there's no, there's no anything behind this apart from anecdotal evidence. I know. Isn't that just what a podcast is? <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Mm. I, I, um, to be honest, I don't really remember what I was like in mm. high school. People mm. tell me – I was in school plays and I sang and I was mm. on the council and stuff. And um, What I would give to get some footage of you at a school in a school musical or school play? Oh, I was um, Eliza Doolittle <gasps> in My Fair Lady oh, in Year 10. Can you do the bit? I could have danced all night. Oh, the musical. Yeah, the, the musical. Did you do Pygmalion or My Fair Lady? Yeah, My Fair Lady. I know – Bit bit of stuff about theatre, guys. <laughs> it's a George Bernard Shaw, is it not? <laughs> it is, I believe. Yeah. Um, that was yeah. So I was always a bit on liking the stage. You mm-hmm. know, did you not like? You didn't like always, the stage. Yep. You did yeah. always like the stage. Mm-hmm. From when? Yeah, from when I was like seven. There you are. Mm. But socially, I was yeah, just um, not there. Yeah. Um, but uh, do you think we would have been friends if we were at school at the same time? No. Really? No. Why? Because I reckon <clears> – I was pretty serious and, like, academic. Really? Yeah. Oh, and well, then, then I would have liked you then. And then in the last few years when I went to a school that I loved, I was more outgoing and sort of – I reckon I would have been intimidated by you in your current form mm. if I were at school with you in high school. Okay. I would have found it – a lot. Like, I, I think I would have been a little bit intimidated. Really? Yes. Oh. I don't find intimidating to be a good quality at all. I don't either. <laughs> That's why I wouldn't have <laughs> oh, been friends okay, with so that. Was, that was a massive <laughs> sledge. All right. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, I was I was quite insecure in high school and you, you would come across as a person that seems very secure. But I think um I think we you're I think we would have bonded over drama shit. Like I Do you reckon? We, I reckon we would have done a play. Had a together few laughs and been menaces together backstage. Okay, great. Would I would have loved it. that. Mm. I just remember that. <laughs> so now I'm just thinking of school. So we did um uh we did uh Beauty and the Beast was the musical that we did in year ten at my school. Um, and I just – I don't know. I haven't thought about this for years. But there was this really funny moment where one of the uh, – so it was with um, boys from some of the boys' schools around around the place and they'd got some like oh, – bloody what, – what, like um, what was it called? UDLs or cruisers or oh, whatever. Yeah. You know, and Yuck. we were like 16 or something. And they'd, they'd, someone's older brother had got cruisers and for the after party that night and they'd stored them in one of the cupboards somewhere just to, to you know, to get – 
And I just remember that uh, one of the guys was sound checking and he didn't realize his mic was on. So right across the speaker, he was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, the cruisers are in the, uh, the music room cupboard. <laughs> and it just legendary <laughs> went down. And then everyone panicked because I think they'd got like six cruisers for like 12 people or whatever. Oh, and they're like, oh no. And like, it was just such a, that's so I think classic. the teachers just rolled their eyes. <laughs> just like, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, school, oh, they God. were so much fun. I loved doing school plays. Yeah, we did Godspell when I was in year 11. I'm not familiar with Godspell at all. What's the deal so there? So bizarre. It's like uh, it's like the 12 apostles or something mm-hmm. and they all sing. Like I, oh. I, I just don't know. Where does it sit on the Jesus Christ Superstar scale? It's, it's, it's in the same cohort. Like okay. it's in the same genre. Yeah, right. Um, like rock musicals. Yeah, it was a, mm. a, a Christian rock musical. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. That's Which is a whole lot. I take it you were at a Christian school? No. Oh. So nuts, isn't it? And do, you were a main role? I I had a singing part. It oh, wasn't a main yeah. role, but it – That's big. Yeah. Mm. I, I still remember. And, and and I danced and sang. That's sick. I would yeah. Love to that. <laughs> so, well, you and me so good in that. We did um, – what's the other one we did? Um, Oh, um, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, wow. That was really a great musical. Fun. And they converted one of the traditionally male roles to a female role for me because um, we were at a girls' school and I, I low-key crushed it. Like, absolutely, oh, I bet you did. Absolutely crushed Not it. Not low-key at all. Mm. But, like, it was that moment where, like, I just remember auditioning for it and everyone obviously wanted to be the romantic lead, whose name I think is Audrey. It has a really, like, you know, the romantic lead song and, like um, – and then they gave me this role and I was kind of like, oh, okay, right, like well, that's cool, I'll do that. And then that was where my love of the like batty side character came oh. in. And like I'm like, that's that's the fun character. Yeah. Who like comes in, makes people laugh, dies prematurely. Oh, fantastic. But like I'm like, that's that's who I want to play. Yeah, that's great. Mm. I love that for yeah. you. Um I don't know how we got onto this. I but, don't um, either. Oh it's personality types. Oh yeah. It was back to Barbara and, and can you fix yourself at sixteen because otherwise you're gonna be ruined for life. I, I would argue sixteen's too young. Honestly, you can't fix anything. But also nineteen forty seven, uh sixteen, she'll finish school what in two years, presumably mm. study and then get married. So she's probably only like five years off getting married. I don't know she? if she'll study. I don't yeah. think many women were studying. Yeah, she's probably not that far off sort of heading in that direction, mm. is she? So, you know, but 16 now is like baby, like your little baby at yeah. 16 because you've got so much ahead of you Like because we have so many more opportunities now. And yet online stuff makes you feel like you've, you know, got the weight of the world on your shoulders, I think, for a lot of 16-year-olds. Oh, yeah. Can I just say, and this is such a like – done thing but I just want to reiterate that I'm so happy that I didn't have the internet when I was in high school. Me too. Like the fact that social media didn't exist when I was in high school I thank my lucky I would have deleted my account day. and re-admitted it Oh we had times. MSN like we oh, yeah. and I think I got Facebook after I finished year 12 um, Oh my god. Yeah I and because uh, I was on MySpace and I was like no one's here and then I downloaded <laughs> Facebook and I was like oh this is where everyone is. <laughs> oh my god um, you got Facebook in year 12 mm-hmm. I was a mum Already, mm. when I got Facebook, really, yeah, I loved Facebook at first because I um I moved sort of away after school and it got I just meant I could stay in touch with everyone and then and MSN was big, like my you'd, god, you'd log on to MSN every night and my like first high school boyfriend and I used to talk on MSN. Oh my and it god, was all like and you'd like and if they didn't talk to you, you'd sign off and sign back on so then they got the notification. <laughs> <laughs> Real loser behavior. Oh God! Yeah. Um, if you remember early courting, I want. I love. I love, and I think in um, 
we've talked about this in previous episodes. I just love talking about like high school drama and like high school. Oh, yeah, it's so just, true. It's so good. Um, but yeah, it was your whole world, wasn't mm. it? It was so good. Yeah. Well, good luck to Barbara. I hope she worked it out. Yeah, I think the conclusion is that like I think it's true that um, personality is great and important, but um, I, I I think I think we should give Barbara a break. Yeah. Yeah, and I think she if she's there to treat her uh, acne, her maybe acne, just leave it at that, mate. Yeah, yeah, leave it at that. And oh, leave but the... she did raise the personality question. Mm. And maybe she didn't get the job because the person who got the job knew the owner or something. Yeah, like, exactly. She hasn't considered nepotism as a <laughs> as a third reason that get she didn't get the job. Get some Barbara. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Grow up, Barbara. All right. We'll have a little uh, Oh, it's your turn yep. Yeah, and we'll, we'll go to me. Okay. We're back and it's my turn to bring an article to the table. Can I do two? Just one is a little tiny tidbit. Yeah, of course. Okay. This is a silly one. This one is from uh, 1933, Mm -hmm. uh, the Australian Women's Weekly, Mm -hmm. and it's called Don't Forget the Rhubarb. (laughs) (laughs) Is this your 2024 show title? (laughs) Okay. Before we even go into this. Have you ever cooked with rhubarb? My mum cooks with rhubarb whenever it's in season and does like the rhubarb pie. And do you like it? Yeah. I love it. It's not – I wouldn't go out of my way for it, but if it's put in front of me, I'll eat it. Yeah, I'll eat it for sure. To me, it's up there with an apple pie, but I would probably just go the apple. If there was an apple and a rhubarb in front of me, I'd probably go the apple. Okay, cool. What what about you? Apple. Yeah. I'm not a big – I like like things with like chocolate or caramel kind of energy, so I'm not big on either of those. No, okay. Okay. I want to hear about this rhubarb. Rhubarb culture is receiving more attention nowadays. I love an article. The rhubarb communities. The rhubarb community. (laughs) (laughs) I I just love that there's rhubarb culture. Great. I mean, all about it. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, perhaps the parlous condition of many family exchequers is responsible for the greatest interest in this easily grown and palatable vegetable, which lends itself to many attractive recipes. Let's just unpack that. That is a large sentence with a lot yep. of strange words in yep. it. Parlous condition of many family exchequers. Yeah. What do you think that means? Uh, it's a lot going on there. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Firstly, what do you think parlous means? Uh, probably relating to parlay or is it relating to parlor? No, it means sort of, um, I thought it meant unwell, like, yeah. uh, you know, like parlous, yeah. like poorly, yep. but it actually means full of danger or un- uncertainty. Oh, okay. And what do you think an ex-checker is? I actually know this and I can't remember. It's a, it's a big crossword clue. I don't know. Okay. Well, it's, it, hist- it means, uh, an important source of revenue, like uh, a royal or national treasury. You know, it's like the person in charge of the bucks. Okay. So I'm so, thinking it's about men okay. um, that are in a bad way and they need good, cheap vegetables because oh, they're, they're sick but they're also in charge of the purse strings Yep. and they need, you know. So isn't it interesting that this is only a, a hundred years old, yep. this language, and I need to look up what they're talking about. Yeah. Language really does evolve, doesn't it, Sarah? It really does. Do you reckon they would know what Riz is? They wouldn't know what Riz yeah. is for charisma. They wouldn't also, know that. can I just say, I consider rhubarb quite a rare or luxury vegetable. No. So, really? No, it's POV. I oh, think it's it? fairly POV. Still? Yeah. yeah. 
I just, I guess I just don't have it much, so I consider it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's one of those things that can grow quite easily. Okay. Um, and, and listen, if anyone's listening that knows anything about rhubarb, please write in. Or send us your rhubarb recipes or pictures of your rhubarb I might make stuff. something with rhubarb if I can find it at the yeah, shops. Yeah, pants at gmail.com. Yeah. Talk to us about rhubarb. Yeah. What is the go? What's, like, what's, what's a, the deal with What's rhubarb? the go with rhubarb? Yeah. I mean, I could see that on a T-shirt. Yeah. Um. Attractive recipes, I find that hard to believe. But uh, easily, it says easily grown, palatable. With good drainage, rich soil and water in sufficient quantities in warm weather, successful. That so high maintenance. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like with all the best things ever. Yeah, with all the best things that any plant could survive in. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a precious little yeah. angel. Yeah. Um, dig the ground deeply and see that plenty of old animal manure or some fertilizer is incorporated. Uh, rhubarb dislikes new manure. Doesn't like your new bullshit. Yeah, same rhubarb, same. <laughs> it fucking stinks. He likes the old stuff better than the new stuff. Yeah, sorry, yeah, the new material just isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> also, if a rhubarb smacked me in the face, I wouldn't know what it looked like. Oh, it is a beautiful purpley red colour and it looks like a celery. I'm thinking of radish. Oh. Radishes are purple, aren't they? Yes. Okay. Mm, no, these are like celery sticks, but purple. Okay. Roots are available for planting and should be set in rows three feet apart. Each That's one. again just so much detail. So, but I guess gardening was a different ball game back then, wasn't it? Mm, I don't know. I guess they were more into it. Yeah. People, the the way they got their veggies. Like, I think we should all be growing our own food. To be honest. Where am I going to grow that in my weird little flat that no, has exactly. no balcony? Like, well, I have nowhere to grow food either. You have a balcony, my darling. Yeah, but I just like – imagine just having your own vegetable garden. Look, I've, I remember moving into a tiny rental in in Canberra. Yeah. And there was this – it was an old an old yeah. Italian people family lived there yeah. prior to and they had established garlic in the – there was a veggie oh patch God. with established garlic. And they left it there. And they and it grew and it popped up because it's seasonal. It mm. popped up at like November or whatever. Yeah. And we had our own delicious, oily, crunchy garlic. It was fantastic. I had never even knew, known about growing your own garlic until Is it that. easy? Pretty easy, yeah. You yeah. pop it in the soil upside down. You, you can do it with an old clove that's yeah. already – the root is happening. Yeah. And you just pop it. In the ground and it'll grow. That's amazing. Everything it I is. try and grow, every herbal plant that I try and grow dies. I tried some coriander. I tried shallots. Mm. I just I don't think it's for me. But like good on them. Good on them. In Canberra, also, if you plant any vegetable anything to mm. try and grow, possums eat it, especially where oh. I was living. Yeah. Yeah, so you have to have nets and stuff. Also, let's talk about planting it three feet apart. Who has that sort of space? Right? Yeah, like you've got a full-on garden. I had this um, big backyard in this rental that I was telling you about yeah. with the garlic. It was this huge, vast plot with mm. grass and then some fruit trees up the back. Oh, it was so good. It sounds, like, it sounds we like actually had very 80s Australian dream. It was like the year 2000 and I'm going to say one. And so, like, Christina Aguilera is big. Okay. Yep. I love you that you bring the context just from the top of your head. Yeah. You weren't even Googling. It might be wrong. Oh, okay. 1-800 Chris and Sarah Weather Pants, if you know mm. anything about 2001. Yeah. Um, and I think my partner then and I chucked the best party I reckon I've ever chucked. Yeah. I was in a cover band at that time. Is this what? the party where you invited all your friends? No, there was another party okay. where – I sang depressive Sarah Plasco covers and I had postnatal <laughs> depression. That is another time. Yeah, okay. But I have a, a tradition of s- singing 
at parties with yep. my band mm-hmm. without anybody asking me to. Like unsolicited. Yeah, unsolicited. Cover. But okay. it is my party and I'll sing if I want to. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's how parties work, but sure. Yeah. And um, so we – I was in this band called Mr. Hanky and we were the loudest band in the universe. Like yeah. so Mr. loud. Mr. Hanky. Yeah, the Christmas poo <laughs> from South Park. <laughs> Literally, is that what you were named after? Yes. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I know. It is ridiculous. They were funny boys. They made me laugh. Mm-hmm. And um, we sang really loud rock songs like Foo Fighters, Nirvana, The Pretenders, that kind of thing. Do you reckon we could get a copy of any of these? I have it on CD somewhere. Okay. Let's let's put that on our Instagram. That's going to be pinned. Yeah. I reckon we should play it somehow. Okay. I don't have a CD player anymore, do you? Neither do I. God. No. My parents have one in the car. Anyway, um, so I played this – band and in this tiny lounge room so the dance floor was literally straight in front of the drums mm-hmm. and there was really only a meter there to yeah. dance jump up and, and the floors were so rotten that they were a bit creaky a bit like how <laughs> the Enmore theater was that oh, yeah. <laughs> man they're lucky that no one was seriously in oh they the fixed all that it's yeah. all good yeah. and there was a giant carpet over it so the, the sinkhole just got <laughs> oh i don't know if i'm allowed to say it was like it was, was it on the headline, news, it was headline it? news. Great. Yeah. Okay, great. Mm. Breaking news five years later. Um, <laughs> no, literally breaking news is in the floor. Yeah. Um, so that was at that house with mm. the garlic, the crunchy garlic. And um, I remember vividly we moved all of the furniture out onto the lawn. That's fun. And, yeah, so the lounge room was outside on the grass. It was the best feeling. I had a rental in Melbourne um, when I was down there in like 2000 and. Similar year. Oh, no, this was like 2000, sorry, um, uh, 2011, 12. Uh, and it was like a weatherboard house in the suburbs of Melbourne. We had a huge backyard and we had the best parties there, like at uni. Like, That's awesome. It was this beautiful polished floorboard house and my housemates had great taste. So we had this beautiful mid-century furniture. And then we turned the shed into like a cool like fairy light sort of space. And it was just like – That's beautiful. You, know, you never realise how lucky you have it at the time. Like, I this know. It's just where I live. And then you look back and you're like – what a, that was so cool. Like white picket fence, beautiful garden. Like I'm just like, it was just uni, just like a rental at uni. It's insane. You know, when I ask, used to ask people about living in Sydney, yeah. the first thing they would talk about was where they had lived in Sydney because people have always lived in multiple yeah. suburbs. Yeah. They've never stayed in the one place like no. people often do in Canberra. Yeah. And um, share house life is so big a part of everybody's life in Sydney. Mm. Isn't it? It's a rite of passage. I've lived in so many different share houses. And like – What's your favourite thing? What's like the top three things a share house has to be for it to be the best? I For me, it's always living with friends. Yeah. Um, and just having people around so you can just have like silly movie nights or if there's a TV show coming out every week, you can sit mm. and watch that. Um, and pre-gaming, like getting ready for parties oh, together. Pre-loading. Yeah. yeah love Get, it. Like, and, you know, if you're living with, like, girls, like, going to each other's rooms and, like, this and that. Like yeah, that, share makeup share, and yeah, that's, outfits and that. That side of it's really fun. Oh, like, that actually a, sounds great. I live alone now and so I – like, and you can still, like, pre-game and get ready and stuff with people but it's just – It's not it the hits same. It's different when you all live there. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it, I bet that, mm. that was fun. It was so fun. So I was in share houses from – I mean, I was at college at uni. So from, like, 2010 to – 2020, so 10 yeah. years of share houses. Wow. Mm. I didn't do that. I had one – I had two, maybe three flatmates in my whole life before I, I settled down. Really? Yeah. Well, you settled down quite early, didn't I you? I did. I was 22 when I met my partner. Wow. wow. Um, but uh, 
I, I did enjoy uh, the element of coming home and someone's there and sharing yeah. a meal. Yeah. And and of course, family life was the best for that. Yeah. Oh, like I, there was a lot of different times for that. Yeah. Like there was different eras of sharing yeah. a meal. So mm. there was the when I was always cooking, and mm. you know, but I still because I love cooking, and I I love when. <laughs> People appreciate the food, yeah. and I, I, I loved having my kids and my mm. partner eating all around the table. That was probably mm. one of my favourite things about having a family mm. sitting at their dinner table, mm. um, which is very old school, but yeah. I, that's just what I liked. And um, and then I guess then it was like accommodating because you, your kids, when they grow up, they get different tastes. Like mm. they might turn vegan or vegetarian, or they might not mm. eat fish or whatever it is. Yeah. And then you have to decide: Am I going to be one of those people that? Make several different meals, or yeah. or am I, you know, and I was, I think I in, I did, mm. um, in the end, and I miss, I do miss that. Mm. Uh, that's the thing I miss about living on my own mm. is the family and mm. having them at the dinner table, even if it was only for a moment before mm. they go out or mm. something. Yeah, that was the best part about that was my best share house living was with my family. Aww. Yeah, it was. It was that's so, so good. Nice. It was good. There is. Uh, no matter what, I, it's so good sharing a meal with people, isn't it? Even yeah. if it's like at a restaurant with four of your friends or whatever. It is. It is. such a nice thing to do. It is lovely. I love that we got here from Rhubarb. Yeah, I, I'm actually here for just sticking sticking with the one story, the Great. Rhubarb story. Um, the, the, the best thing about living on your own, what do you reckon? Oh, just the peace. Like, because in a share house, like – you never know if you, the housemates are going to have people there, if they'll be in the mm. kitchen, if they'll be cooking, or if they're going to spend an hour and a half in the bathroom. Just the peace of having all your own space. It's just – I absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you, you don't, do you? No, I I, I miss the family yeah. sounds and, and people. And I think the, that's pretty to be that's natural because you, yeah, yeah. you were so used to it for so many years. Yeah, yeah. But, but when I appreciate it, when I'm, uh, when I'm in the moment and – Paying attention and appreciating mm. living by myself. What I love is um, the peace, as you say. Mm. But um, I, I can't, I can't actually believe that I'm on my own mm. still because it's been so long that I mm. wasn't wasn't mm. on my own. I can't believe I'm on my own. Yeah, you know, like in a good way or bad. In way? a good way. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. Like because I, I think everyone in my family is happy and safe and everything. Mm. And it's kind of surreal. I mm. wake up and I'm like, oh, I can't believe I have created this weird little life mm. that I'm so happy with. And yeah. these, each piece of furniture in there, be it free from the street or not, is <laughs> deliberate. You know, it's yeah. deliberately chosen to yeah. be part of my life. Yeah. And I think to create, to deliberately craft and decorate your little space so that you feel it's yours mm. is a fucking privilege. It absolutely it's is. It's such a fucking privilege. Yeah. Listening to your music, cooking your food mm. at whatever time you want is fucking joyous. Because I also, I guess, being a parent in many ways, your time is not your own, especially if you have young kids. You know, it's dedicated to them. It is. And and there are ebbs and flows of the joys and the and the dif- difficulties of those of course, things yeah. like with any life mm. that you choose or mm. get or you know i believe i don't know you can't always choose your life mm. i suppose it's quite a privileged thing to be able so to choose so being able to wake up and be like cool what's my day looking like yeah. today yeah. and not having to sort of uh, cater work with anyone else's schedule yeah yeah, yeah. and the drain like especially early childhood i mean gosh if there's any listeners that have little kids i mean you guys totally know mm. what I'm talking about, um, the inability to 
to do anything spontaneous, mm. to, to feel free in any way because you're so Just getting a kid out of the tied house. to yeah. this child, getting their bag packed so that you can stay out for more than one hour be- mm. in case they poo themselves or bloody, you know, need to eat or yeah, you know, it's mm. it's it's a very exhausting load. Mm. Mm. But where you live is a make or break of your life, I reckon. What does your dream place to live look like? Hmm. I would fucking love a view. Okay. I reckon a view and sunshine. A view of uh and look if you got I like got privacy, so I I really don't want someone staring in at me. You know, like so it's one <laughs> thing to be <laughs> I'm sure you're really unique and wanting. Yeah, I know. Sorry if I'm cutting edge there. But like, I, I just like I don't to want break new ground. My house. No, but you know how some people get in one of these high rise apartment blocks. Everyone's obsessed with you. <laughs> no, but you know, you know, like literally where I am now, I have to close my. Oh, because you've got blind. the people across the way. Yeah, I have to close my blinds and get guy changed. Still there? I have seen a guy in the stairwell a couple of times. No, the guy in the window opposite who makes the noises. Is he still there? He doesn't make noises. Oh. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, no, he's still there <laughs> fighting with his mum. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> Grown man yelling at his mum. It's terrible. How good is apartment living? Oh, so, yeah, no, okay, I would like – Sunshine, yep. Um, a view of gosh, wouldn't it be lovely to see the ocean or mm-hmm. some mountains or even city skyline? I would, I would think, would be amazing. Um, and um, a bathtub, okay. And if I could, a balcony. But this is your dream, so you can have whatever you want. Oh, you can well, have a no, big wrap around. I, I refuse to dream. Like you can have it, a big wrap around veranda. No. Wait, where are we, by the way, in your dream well, location? Oh, obviously by the beach. Yeah, I think like, that would be Coogee? nice. Well, that'd be mm. Coogee is too busy yeah. at the weekends. It's just you can't even be there. Absolutely. Like even those um, houses that we were walking past today on the beach mm. on Lennox, Lennox, there are houses, these beautiful houses that sort of have property going directly onto the beach. I mean, you know, people ogling your house anyone time someone walks past. Like we were doing. We were literally, know, like, oh, would it be nice to live there yeah. just staring into these Can we houses? just back up and just talk about how exquisite the main street of Lennox Head was oh today? It's got – it's called the like the – The Love Lennox. Love Lennox Festival is on and it's yeah. just all these stalls of creatives just mm. selling these handmade brilliant – bespoke yeah. items. Yeah, you got a great jacket. I got an amazing like jacket that's made from a vintage woolen blanket. Yeah, it's very cool. Lined with mm. vintage, I don't know, cotton mm. from ancient years. Um but th- everyone is beautiful. Everyone's good looking. Everyone knows everyone as well. It's a really so yeah. many dogs. Yeah, lots Just- of dogs. There was literally a dog competition. Yeah, they had this gorgeous like thing where they like they had like a shaking paws competition mm. and like these kids were getting in there with their dogs and showing what their dogs could do. It was so lovely. Adorable. Mm. And um the weather mm. you could not fault it. Like no. it was no notes on the warm weather. and we are mm. are we not we're not in winter yet, are we? We're literally in the middle of winter. Are we in the yeah. middle of winter? I think May's winter. Honestly, mm. this since moving from Canberra and mm. I adore Canberra and there's a lot to be said for it and mm. I and I will, you know, talk it up in many ways. Mm. Uh, especially its bush um, capital mm-hmm. nature because yep. I used to walk five minutes from my door and I felt like I was on a farm yep. at Red Hill. But one thing I definitely and a lot of people don't like is obviously the weather mm. at this time of year. It's it, You wake and it's your bones are cold mm. and there is a f- fog 
mm-hmm. in the valley, mm-hmm. you, you know. There's just – and you've got to wait till about 10.30 before sunshine hits. You're going to hate this, but my ideal living situation, um, if I may be so bold mm. as to volunteer it, um, would be a beautiful farm in a valley. Oh. Like I would have like a beautiful wraparound – veranda okay like so much space huge living area with like an 18 person couch like big table like just for having friends over heaps of guest bedrooms so people can stay you would have horses wouldn't you i would have horses a music like a music room um I'd love to have a tennis court because I love playing tennis and I think it's so fun socially. I play tennis. We should play why tennis. Why have we played tennis? Um, Excuse me? I said, why have we never played tennis? Well, let's play tennis. Let's play tennis. I'd have uh, rescue horses. I'm not uh, – uh. I'd have um, bees. I'd have a huge veggie plot. Oh, my God. We're uh, so different. And I'd have miscellaneous rescue animals, I think, like because I love hanging around with horses. I don't necessarily want to ride them, but there, yeah. are, there are horses always at the RSPCA that are like just like, they you need- know, looking for looking for somewhere to, you know, retire. To munch the grass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you'd have them and like you can just walk around with them and just hang out with them and, you know, and like. I miscell- love that for you. And I'd have chickens as well. Like I just like the thought of waking up to that is just remarkable. To me. That is a giant headache. I would, I, I, I can see it for oh, you. In this version, I have lots of help. So oh, you I have, have staff. I have uh, not necessarily staff, but like, um, you know, it's multiple lovers <laughs> that are good on a farm. Multiple lovers that are good on a farm, <laughs> or like, you know, I'm going away. I'm touring for comedy or whatever, and I have like farm hands, like mm. people who can all like, you know, people who can help. So this isn't this isn't a huge burden okay. on just me. Okay, right. But like, it's there. Okay, right. Yeah, I can see that for you and I love it. And in my you. mind the horses follow me around the farm. Do you have a name for the horse? No. It, like the name the name will sort of present Find itself, itself when I'm yeah, the okay. horse. I you, love you'll that come for you. And, you'll come and just avoid my horses. I will. Yeah. Yeah, because you know that I'm a sociopath and I don't like animals. Yeah, that's true. Would you this avoid is my- not true, people. If you haven't heard this, the nature of this build-up to this comment, uh, basically Sarah thinks – A couple of episodes ago. Yeah, we talked about pets. And oh, I, that's right. Totals, I didn't have yeah. enough pets for Sarah's liking, so she termed me a sociopath, which was really nice. She even Googled it and we went through a checklist, which I said yes to a couple of things. But I think we all, if we look deeply inside ourselves, probably would have said yes to a few of those things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're, just, you're not a big animal fan. No, I'm just – look, it wasn't in me. I, actually, it's probably too much heartache, I'm going to mm. be honest with you. I mm. don't like saying goodbye. Mm. I am traumatised. Oh, and I have a few dogs at the farm as well, obviously. Of course you do. Mm. Of course you do. Do they sleep on your bed? No. Good. No, because I'd probably want – if I was on a farm, I'd have big dogs. And it's just – you just – you know. I'm really glad to hear there is a boundary. Yeah, because yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of dog smells in beds. Mm. Um, <laughs> also, farm dogs would get festy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, so no, I definitely think I would want to be in the city because mm-hmm. I have lived in the small, you know, regional towns. Also, can I just say I also have an apartment in the city in this version, but ah. this is just like my hobby farm. Okay. I'm on those awful it's people. It's sounding yeah. great, actually. Yeah. It's now sounding... all green, like foggy in the morning. Oh my god. And then there's a lake as well and I have like turtles and fish. Oh, my God. Mm. You really – have you – do you lie in bed like imagining – like what is it called? Manifesting? Manifesting this, yeah. Did you manifest this yeah. before in your mind? Yep. <gasps> I've never done that. Really? No. It's also fun to look on domain or realestate.com because okay. there's always properties like this up for sale and they're always like a bazillion dollars. Oh. And I'm like the amount of disposable income you would have to have to okay. like – yeah, yeah I, I obviously something's broken in me. I don't do. I don't have those sorts of dreams anymore. Okay, okay. My dreams are very practical because I want to fulfil them. Your dreams you know are what like, I mean? I'm filling up the dishwasher. Yeah, well, no, yeah. they're like 
I'm going to move into a tiny rat's nest in Sydney. And I've done it. It's, it's a nice It's apartment. a beautiful – I love it. It's a weird little small rat's nest though and I love it. But I figure, you know, dream small and you might achieve them. That's my m- mantra. I think we've almost really done the dash here, Sarah. I think we've nailed it. Yeah. Very relaxed podcast from us. I so hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's been all right. It's been it's been what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and if you have any thoughts or oh, comments or things. I think, sorry, Sarah, we do yeah. need to have what was your pants moment this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chris and Sarah Weatherpants at gmail.com um, is definitely uh, where you can reach us. Or Chris and Sarah Weatherpants on Instagram. Uh, oh, my pants moments this, this week. We want to hear your pants moments as well. A yeah. moment where you stood, where you stood into your power. Stood, into your, stood in your own power. Um, do you have one? Uh, I think the show last night was a pants moment for me. It, you crushed. I you absolutely. I had some crushed. quite bad allergies uh, in the lead up to the show. Mm. Um, one of my eyes was swelling up. <laughs> just, just you know, girly things. Um, <laughs> And I was like, I don't know what this is going to sound like. And I went on stage and did 20 minutes. So I was really happy with it. You did a bloody bang up job. It was extraordinary. Thank you. I actually think this weekend is a bit of a pants moment. It's, it's like an all women's lineup. Yeah. And it's crushing. Yeah. And we're literally getting paid to be in Lennox Head it's and beautiful. swim and fa- hang around the markets. Like, I, this, I couldn't have dreamed of a absolutely more fun job. I mean, we're very lucky, but also like. I mean, you certainly have like worked hard to get opportunities oh, well, like no, this. Oh, we all so, have. Um, it's so great. anyway, so thrilled. Um, Very great. present. Well, we're going to um, uh, love you and leave you. Yeah, we're going to go for a nap, maybe in our retro uh, in our retro apartment here. But thank you so much for listening. We love you very much, uh, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. This episode was mastered by Tim Duck at Verse Productions. Music by Yosef K and artwork by Century Comedy. Our podcast is hosted on Acast. Articles are sourced online through Trove at the National Library of Australia. Sources are listed in the episode notes. Send your pants moments, article suggestions or miscellaneous thoughts to chrisandsarahweatherpants at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at chrisandsarahweatherpants or on our own accounts at Christine Ryan Comedy or... Empire of Gaul, G-A-U-L. Thanks.